but wanting to justify himself, he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? I was blessed with the experience as a kid of having some terrific friends right down the street from us until we moved from our house when I was in about sixth grade. When we're young, we have a pretty incredible ability. It's one of the the talents of young people or kids to get to know others, usually. Though we were different in many ways, my friends and I shared much in common, and this made it possible for our friendship um, to continue, to persist beyond the time that my family moved away from that street. Um, In fact, the friendships that I developed on Sunflower Trail as a kid continue to this day. I was at my friend's weddings, and they were at my ordination. We have a lot in common, as the saying goes, because you can't make old friends. You can't just cause those common things to happen immediately. You have to, you have to spend time. But you can make new ones. Friendship and the consequent feelings and choices are always based on some common good. This common good unites the will of true friends in a way that they repeatedly choose the good of another. It's kind of like a virtue. Friendship is a habit that you want to choose the good of the other person over and over and over again. Now, our natural inclination, of course, our proximity, our uh, disposition, and many other factors dispose us to natural friendship with other people. You come to your second grade class and you you meet this person and you spend a bunch of time together and that kind of helps you to become friends. It's through those repeated acts of friendship then that people become friends. These friendships of our youth are primarily based on usefulness and utility. Um, This was certainly true for me growing up My friends and I spent time together. We found fun and mutual help from one another. Uh, One of my friends, when I broke my arm, she would write out my homework for me. I would tell her the answers and she would write it out for me. A friendship develops because one person acts as a friend to another, and this action is reciprocated. The excellence of that friendship, right? How good of a friendship it is depends on the good pursued by the friends. Aristotle, the great Greek philosopher, would say that friendship is best when it has its object, as is, has as its object, the highest good, the highest things. For him, that meant virtue and the flourishing of friends in common. But brothers and sisters, Christians, unlike Aristotle, we Christians ought to have or have a higher purpose in mind in friendship. Natural friendship is not to be despised. It's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. But it's not sufficient for us. Our desire is for God. Our hope, in fact, is to be the friends of God. Thomas Aquinas says that charity is nothing other than friendship with God. But how is such a thing possible? I said at the beginning that friendship is based on some common shared life. 
What is the common ground for our friendship with God? What unites the creature with his creator? Indeed, we could not do this ourselves. We have within ourselves a desire that, in a sense, we cannot fulfill without God's help. Instead, God takes the initiative in the Incarnation. When the second person of the Holy Trinity takes on our nature to himself without a change in himself, he heals us, and he, moreover, raises humanity to himself to be his neighbors, to be his friends. See, this is the highest meaning of the parable of the Good Samaritan. Beyond any ethical or moral imperatives for you and I, which are important and we'll get to in a second, that Christ himself is the Good Samaritan. He is the one who finds you and I you and me, wounded and naked on the side of the road. Wounded in our nature because of original sin. Naked because we've lost the garment of original justice which was given to our parents. That free gift of grace in which humanity was constituted. Finding us in such a miserable condition, Christ cleanses our wounds with the saving balm of the oil of gladness and with the wine which is symbolic of his own blood. He binds the wounds, healing us through the sacraments in relationship with him. He himself picks us up and places us upon the beast of his humanity, which is the instrument of his of our salvation. Then he takes us to the inn of the church and pays the cost of our continued healing, our continued divinization. In other words, brothers and sisters, God makes us his neighbors, and he does so by acting like a friend every time despite our rejection of his pleas time and time again, he offers himself to us, always making the first movement of friendship. For concrete proof of this, we need look no further than the sacraments. All the sacraments point to friendship with Christ. In baptism, he first regenerated our nature that we might be his friends. That was the first initial grabbing us out of that place. He acted as a friend. By confirmation, we were strengthened by the Spirit to be able to act as his friends, to bear him witness in the world. In reconciliation, our friendship with him is restored if we have lost it. In the anointing of the sick, he comes as a friend to visit us when we are weary, tired, ill, and dying. In marriage, our friendship with him is expanded as he gives new life to his church as married couples witness to the world of his love. In holy orders, he chooses men to share in his very priesthood. And above all, brothers and sisters, all of those sacraments point to the sacrament of sacraments, the Eucharist, which is the sacrament of his friendship. Aristotle said that it's the quality of friends that they share a common life. In the Eucharist, we do just that with God. 
We have a foretaste of the union which we will have forever in heaven one day. In every way, then, Christ is the Good Samaritan who makes us his neighbors. And once we recognize that fact, it's then that he tells us to go and do likewise. We must go and imitate him. The highest perspective on this parable, it doesn't diminish the importance of the imperative, the moral imperative that we have, which also follows from it. Christ says, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And he commands us to imitate him by extending God's friendship to others, especially those that we find in a miserable condition, especially those that look very different from us, that act sometimes different than us. By being like the Samaritan, we can bring relief to those in need physically, perhaps, and that's a great thing. We should work towards justice for all. But all the more we can bring them to Christ, who is the one that every soul desires. St. Augustine uh, is so famously often quoted saying, Our hearts are restless until they rest in you, O Lord. And you and I, brothers and sisters, are meant to be instruments of helping people come to find rest in the inn of the church where they meet Jesus Christ. Our supernatural friendship with Christ, brothers and sisters, ought to compel us to bring others into that friendship so they can share Christ's joy, which we share. A friend of mine, an old friend of mine's young son, asked me a couple of years ago, who is your best friend? At that time I was seminarian, well still. I said to him, Jesus. He then asked his dad the same question, and his dad replied the same way. I told the child, that's why your dad and I are such good friends, because we have the same best friend. My friendship with his dad finds its basis in the Lord because it's a long story, but his dad was a big part of me coming to know the Lord. And his dad helped me to grow in friendship with the Lord. And my growth in friendship with the Lord didn't take anything away, brothers and sisters, from the friendship that I had with that, that guy. Rather, it elevated it. Our friendship became even more excellent, more beautiful, and more true than any merely natural friendship because we are both turned towards the Lord. Think of the symbolism in this moment, right? We're about to celebrate Mass. And we come, all of us, as friends of the Lord. I turn around and I say, Oratere fratres. Pray, brothers and sisters that this, my sacrifice and yours, may be acceptable to God, our Almighty Father, that He has made us His neighbors, His friends. And together we go to Him towards the Lord. And by doing so, we receive from Him and we're brought into community in Him. Our humanity, our human friendships, all of us are raised up. Brothers and sisters, we are called to invite others to become our neighbors by being their neighbors as Christ did for us. Then 
we invite them to meet our best friend, the Good Samaritan, the one who raises us up, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever.